0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic and Rangers will meet in the League Cup final After comfortable wins in the semis Paul Heckingbottom's been sacked by Hibs Meaning both big Edinburgh jobs are up for grabs And in the Premiership Motherwell stay third after a win on Saturday I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans All I want for Christmas is an old firm cup final pre-Santa And an old firm league match post-Santa but which would the fans rather have A Betfred Cup final win Or three precious league points Either way The gulf between Glasgow's finest and the rest Is growing by the day If Hamden at the weekend was anything to go by And Celtic's handful of goals against Hibs Has cost Paul Heckenbottom his job yeah. The irony is, Alec The man the Hibs fans call Paul Secondbottom Has gone when Hibs are thirdbottom I thought it was you who was the only one that called him Paul Secondbottom But uh, good wins for uh, the Dons Motherwell at the weekend Hackies and Ross County share points I think the big talking point over the weekend was the old firm getting to a domestic final have to say I sympathise with, with Paul Heckenbottom it's a difficult job you know you're only getting nine months but in terms of the actual results extremely poor plenty to chat about tonight Gordon 0141 plenty to chat about says Alex Ray so if you want to chat that's the number you need 0141 and on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB it is a Monday night which means you two have some big decisions to make could mm. I have your result of the weekend please Hugh Keevans I'm going for an aggregate result Glasgow 8 Edinburgh 2 Setting up A cup final Of epic proportions He always has to Provide a, a An out Bad the drama. box um, Answer to that one I'm hoping you've got Something a bit more Straightforward Yeah absolutely I'm going to go for Your team Motherwell Gordon uh, I think the fact That they win uh, can Convincingly Again You know They continue to impress Under Stephen Robinson Whether he'll be there uh, Long term I don't know uh, But up to third It's a remarkable job They're doing there Okay uh, Your goal of the weekend Hugh Keevans I am going for Scott Brown His second goal Against Hibbs He failed with the right foot He's come back with the left foot And in it went For goal number five For Celtic And I think To reassess Scott Brown For me I'm not talking about a personality contest here I'm talking about a captain, a footballer, a leader He is now the best Celtic captain since Billy McNeil Alex Ray, your goal of the weekend uh, I'm going to go for Brian Graham uh, You know, scored late on Important to pick up a point um, I think For the we, second week in, yeah, in succession Yeah, absolutely I think when you look at the ball, his control Little guard then taking it uh, And then the cutback First time finish into the far corner Really important goal and, and, and impressive as well Okay the Ross County man Gets the nod from Alex And your howler of the weekend Just a reminder of the criteria It can be anything really It could be a refereeing mistake It could be a sitter in front of goal A goalkeeping error A managerial miscalculation Whatever you want What's your howler of the weekend? Bobby Madden How can you miss Paul Hanlon's handball? If the referee... In the Betfred Cup final on December the 8th Makes a mistake of that magnitude Christmas will be cancelled I don't know how he missed it Alex That would yes. be the, the, the honest answer What about your howler of the weekend? I'm going for the Livingston goalkeeper Sarkic I thought he had a shocker In fact he could actually control the ball Take off his bonnet 
Picked it up with her and, and carried on It was a howler It was indeed The Livingston goalkeeper Won't want to see that one back again Okay It's time for us to get stuck Right in 0141 On the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's look back On a massive weekend In Scottish football And of course The big news today Paul Heckingbottom No longer the Hibs manager And uh, Hugh We've got a situation Where both Edinburgh jobs Are up yeah. for grabs at once And they're up for grabs For one reason because results were not good enough This is not a Scottish phenomenon Not a, an Edinburgh phenomenon Down in England recently Stoke City get rid of their manager Nathan Jones He had 38 games in charge And he won 6 of them So he got the sack That is the nature of the business Okay we're going to look back on both semi-finals To kick us off Let's start with the most recent one If you like Stephen Gerrard says Simply they were too good for Hearts at Hamden He says they dominated the game But thinks it's too early to be looking ahead to the final I am delighted I'm very happy I thought the performance was very strong I think we dominated the majority of that game Showed great control Obviously scored at a very good time Just before half time Second half you know, The game opened up more And then we could show a lot more quality and um, I thought we looked dangerous every time we went forward And um, I don't think anyone can say we don't deserve to be in the final So the players have done ever so well To be fair to Hearts, they came here, they had a go You know, a lot's been happening at their club over the last few days From our side, you obviously expect a bounce from that and Maybe a reaction, a positive reaction I think the Hearts players have given the manager everything they've got today But they've just come up against the side that were too good on the day We, we, we were excellent today And um, we deserve to be where we are But obviously... Um, respect to Hearts because a lot's been happening across the across the road. There'll be plenty of time to speak about the the final and who it's against and give you guys what you want. Um, but today's all about Rangers and us performing ever so well. The lads should enjoy the occasion. I said to them before the game, it's so easy to be caught up in semi-finals with tickets and Hamden and all the nonsense that comes with the occasion. But you can only enjoy the occasion if you go and perform and you win. Tonight's about them relaxing, enjoying themselves. They've got a day off tomorrow to enjoy, and then we reset and we we move on to the next challenge, which is Porto. Mark is a Rangers fan from Giffnock He's first up tonight Hi Mark Hi guys First call of the season Oh good to have you Mark What made you call tonight then? <laughs> I don't know No I was at the game yesterday I thought Rangers were, were very good yesterday um, Obviously Hugh said What victory would you rather have Before Christmas After Christmas I predict that uh, What would make a great season for Rangers Is to win the two cups um, To show good success I think Celtic would probably edge the title um, and it's, it's just great to see huge improvements at Ibrooks to have players that are worth millions of pounds, not just Morelos. Um, and just really well done to Steven Gerrard and the board. Um, major successes so far. However, we've won nothing. We're in Europe, which is a huge achievement, but we've won nothing. So I predict we win the two, the two cups. Celtic win the title. Oh, oh, I was just in full flow. Yeah, it's gone well there, was uh, he? I think we got the gist of it, though. Ah, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that the majority of Ranger supporters, and I can't speak for Ranger supporters, but Alec will have a bash. Um, I think the majority of Ranger supporters want the league title. Yeah, well, listen, there's no two ways about that, Hugh, because obviously that would stop nine in a row. I think what the caller was saying there is he says he was being realistic in what he felt was possible. Possible, You know, uh, he was just giving an opinion there. I totally agree that uh, Rangers fans would sack the two cups and try and win the league. They'd be over the moon with that. But getting back to his, uh, his point, I think the progress that Rangers have made in oh. terms of the players, the level that the players are hitting has to be uh, credit to the management team and the board. But I reiterate that it's actually nothing... Been won yet So I think until mm -hmm. that actually happens 
you know, he said, I did okay now, but you know, there's a long road but to go. Yeah, I mean, you, your favourite, one of your favourite phrases is, is this tangible sign yeah. of success that, that Rangers are looking for. And, and in actual fact, in the last few years, they've, they've even been missing this step since the game yeah, against Hibs. Yeah. They've not even had the chance to, to win one because they've not made it to any final. So, in, in this respect, it's another significant step back in the final. It's 90 minutes, it gives you the chance to, to try and get that yeah. tangible sign of Absolutely. success that you bang on about. This is a proper cup final. A proper cup final And we haven't had one of those uh, Between Celtic and Rangers for a long time Uh, You could not Not from this distance Or not on the morning of December 8th Say Celtic will win it Or Rangers will win it They are that close They're only separated by one goal In terms of the, the league table So Rangers have as much of a chance Of winning this cup as Celtic do but to have these two games within three weeks of each other, the cup final and then Celtic Park on the 28th, mm. my goodness, what an end to the year. Mark, we lost you there, but we got the gist of your point about you know, you'd know you be sort of happy or, or content to land a couple of the cup competitions. Um, how likely is success in the final? Stephen Gerrard says it's too early to talk about it. He's maybe not been in the city that long. It's never too early to talk <laughs> about it, Mark. Yeah, very true. But can I just ask the guys if they would agree that, I mean, this is ifs and buts, but if Rangers were, I didn't say a good season, I said a great season. If Rangers were to win the two the two cups but lost the title to Celtic, would the panel agree that that's a great season for Rangers this year? And in terms of, uh, yeah, I think you would have to say that we talk about tangible success here. Uh, it would be success. But having been about Rangers most of my life, until you win the title, you know, then you're selling mm. yourself short. I, I take your point on board is because of where the club has been at and where it has uh, mm. progressed over the years. I mean, but, it is a hypothetical, obviously. Yeah. That's the whole point of the the question. But should, that would have to be success, you. If you go from zero trophies to yeah. two major so, trophies, yeah. how could that be anything other than successful? Well, well of course, yeah. Because th- th- there you have two tangible signs of re-emergence. However, I believe that Rangers' latest financial figures underline one thing and one thing only. They are prepared to throw everything but the kitchen sink at stopping Celtic getting to nine in a row. That's what all of the loans are about. Everything that Rangers do is towards winning the title, in my belief, because if you win the title and you qualify for the Champions League, you get an influx of money that clears your feet financially. What did you make of the performance yesterday, Alex? The the, the football game itself, Hearts... Clearly didn't offer as as much resistance as they would have liked. What yeah. about what about the overall contest? I thought the first half was a bit flat, really, Gordon. I thought Rangers dominated possession, but without really any clear cut chances. And I thought the timing of the goal was pivotal uh, to get the goal just before half time, and then I think it was a couple of minutes, a forty seven minute, where they got the second one. Effectively, it was the, the game over. And when Stephen Gerrard spoke about the second half, as soon as it opened up, I felt as if Hearts were like sixes and sevens. And if I'm being critical, I think Rangers could have been more ruthless and I thought they could have maybe have taken them to task in maybe five or six. Okay, thanks to Mark in Gifnook. Rangers are through to the final where they'll meet Celtic, just in case you, you hadn't heard. Uh, the reason for that is because Celtic did the business on Saturday. Neil Lennon says his players were breathtaking. He says they could have scored more than five and he's held their winning record in these domestic cup matches. Yeah, we were breathtaking today. Um, from start to finish, really, some of the football and the attacking intent. And obviously, we scored five goals, which is fantastic for a semi final. We could have had more, we've hit the post twice. 
Our goalkeepers made some great saves. We've shaved things across the box. We were absolutely scintillating today. I can't speak highly enough for the level of performance and the mentality of the team at the minute. But um, yeah, I mean we're in a good place, and um, you know it could have been a tough game for us, but. The way they went about their business today made it very comfortable. I think it's, uh, I, I don't know where it ranks in, in British football in terms of records and that, but it's, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, amazing. Because anything can happen on any given day. You know, you could have, and I've had them, you know, bad days as a player, as a manager. But, you know, Brendan's put this sort of, um, mentality in place and we're trying to carry that on and you know the players just don't want to give it up you know everyone's coming for them and they want to stand there toe to toe and keep going Paul's a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld what did you make of it on Saturday Paul? Uh, same as same usual as we've been playing all season to be honest with you uh, we Lennon's got that team playing excellent probably the best football I've maybe seen Celtic play I'm, and I don't know I'm, I'm just trying to think some of the greatest Celtic teams I've seen over the years but Oh, he's got he's playing some great stuff and I think we've got Hamden Wales and bring on the Rangers man something like that <laughs> but my, my point is I'm a wee, I'm a wee bit sceptical see these fixture list in the next two months are absolutely ridiculous man so they are and if I was learning I would be asking Steve Clark to take our players out for these next two meaningless games against whoever it is Kosovo or whatever that's my only my only wee worry Kazakhstan and Cyprus for what it's worth yeah, you. Yeah. Well, Celtic won't ask for anyone to be withdrawn. They'll, they'll get on with it. It's a very, very tight schedule. The month of December is uh, fairly ridiculous, but what can you do? Celtic and Rangers are in the Europa League. They will have to get on with that uh, as well. But I thought it was 90 minutes of sustained endeavour and entertainment from Celtic. Somebody at Southampton must turn to somebody else at Southampton and say, why did we let Mohamed El Yunusi go up there for a loan period? He's become a very important player. I repeat, Brown is irreplaceable until such times as Celtic can show the fans uh, the calibre of signing that they have in mind when he finally has to hang up his boots. The only small negative I would introduce is that if you lose two goals to a team as bad as Hibs, you need a little bit of tightening mm. up there. Uh, Alex, the cup run, that's, that's 30 consecutive yeah. cup wins for Celtic. Now, obviously, Celtic are the strongest team in the country, and they have been, and therefore you expect them to win every game they play. However, as Neil Lennon mentions, that this is cup football. We've seen shocks. You, you know that anything can happen over those 90 minutes. Sum up the... The achievement or the consistency to be able to win 30 consecutive cup ties It's a remarkable achievement Gordon because as Neil said There's been times where you pitch up in a game And, and you know whether it's away from home And you're not quite at it and you, the results don't come But that, I think you have to give Brendan Rodgers credit And he did do that because they have got a mentality now And it's about for Rangers at this present time to try and overturn that Because you're looking at a group of boys And they still have the nucleus you, you know, Hugh mentioned that you've got Forrest uh, you've got McGregor You've got Brown You've got guys who know what it is to win And mm. you know whatever it takes They manage to go over the line So this is gearing up to be an absolutely epic uh, yeah. cup final Paul you sound confident Understandably so How much I'll Try to word this carefully Because obviously you want to win it Of course you want to win the League Cup how, how much importance do you put on it How much of a priority is it for you this season? 
It's a hundred, oh, it's a hundred percent priority. It's a trophy, as I say, but we've not done this run for nothing. We're going to keep it going. And I think, obviously, Big Julian takes care of Morelis, and then Celtic footballers will take over. You've seen it at Ibrox there, when they were all going to do this and do that, and Celtic absolutely took them with the cleaners, you know what I mean? Well, obviously, Rangers are playing well, but I'm 100% confident, bring it on, that's all I can say. You see, Stephen Gerrard will be listening to this and thinking... You don't have to get excited early on up here But I went to my local chemist this morning Lovely lady there serving me And said What a game it's going to be On the 8th of December I'm a Celtic fan My husband's a Ranger supporter I said, oh, good luck with that So that's what happens You go to your local chemist The morning after you know it's going to be a Celtic Rangers final and the lady behind the counter is talking about it. I was going to ask what you were in for but I don't think we want to go there. <laughs> so thank you to Paul in Cumbernauld. It's 01419511025. Keep the calls coming. We're going to hear again from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on those Betfred Cup semi finals, we've got uh, Celtic and Rangers final at Hamden to look forward to. Uh, you can get in touch on the phones tonight or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. John was at the match yesterday. Middle to front, Rangers look as good as Celtic. Just a slight concern with the defence, bit sloppy. But I think the final can go either way. It's going to be a classic. I just have a feeling it will be Rangers year. And Scotty says nothing other than two Celtic ideally convincing wins v Rangers will do. Rangers aren't as good as you guys in the <laughs> SMSM makeout, says well, Scotty. They are separated from Celtic by a single goal at the top of the SPFL Premiership table. They are still in contention, like Celtic. For the knockout stages of the Europa League So I would suggest it's not the Scottish mainstream media Who are (laughs) responsible for calling Rangers the equal of Celtic at the moment It is the league table, Scotty old boy 01419511025 on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Uh, Let's hear more from the managers after the weekend Neil Lennon says he can see exactly Why Southampton paid £16 for Mohamed El Yunusi He says the wingers getting better with every game But unfortunately it's out of their hands Whether they can extend the stay He's outstanding That's the best he's played since he's come in And he's getting better You know you can see why Southampton Paid Basel a lot of money for him And players sometimes lose their way And he's got another home if you want to call it that a temporary home if you want to call it that and he is thriving in the environment he's playing with good players and we're seeing the best of him now I think we're making him better and he's making us better so he's in a good place good kid but I really enjoyed his performance today it was, it was some his football intelligence was of a very high high level I don't know I got asked that earlier I mean it's too early um, to, to say but you know when a player instead of our sort of bracket and, and wages are there's an affordability at the Southampton's player at the end of the day and um, you know we can't sort of make any sort of decision on that just it what we wanted to do is get him up to speed we've done that now and, and now he's making a huge contribution to the, the team and the way we want to play I mean Peter Lobwell really should send Southampton a very decent Christmas hamper he's got Fraser Forster on loan and Mohamed El Yunusi on loan from Southampton Fraser Forster has already proved his outstanding worth Both domestically and in European football And El Yunusi 
He was unfortunate not to get a hat-trick At Hamden on Saturday night And he is growing in stature by the game For me, he uh, he has real quality I think when he first came in The first couple of games It was just a matter of time for him to get up to match sharpness But when you look at his goal return as well Seven and ten games it's That's impressive but I think Neil Lennon was talking about his overall game as well. You know, he's clever. He comes in off the line, frees up the flank for ball and golly to bomb forward. So they've got a good partnership going down that left side. 01419511025 is the number you need. Pat is in Govan Hill. As a Celtic fan, Pat, what are you thinking after the weekend? Uh, hello, lads. Hello. Uh, yeah, Hi, Pat. I was, I, I was uh, a wee point to you first. I've got the same phone as you or the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a Nokia I took photos of grandchildren With a black and white That's <laughs> no joke My, my wedding my, my, my point is uh, your, your opening question What would I sooner won Is my team uh-huh. I'd sooner won Definitely a League Cup For The quadruple treble I've learned the fixtures here And the next two games I hate Artificial pitches Rangers way to Livingston Lens way to Hamilton December Rangers way to Aberdeen, Murwell, Easter Road, and Celtic. If Rangers are in contention that time, I'll take my hat off and say, bring it on. But if that will make Rangers a really challenged. These fixtures are absolutely, that's what I mean. And my point is definitely, transfer window, if it's even steam that time, Celtic spend. <laughs> Thank you, lads. What's your opinion? Uh, in the transfer window no, like, Well a crucial period I think past yeah, kind of the, opening point The, the, the yeah, fixtures well, Listen After Celtic dropped points At Easter Road And Livingston Five points Over successive weekends You can't Take anything for granted Celtic have got Motherwell at home On Sunday After Lazio away They have to pay Due respect to Motherwell Who are third uh, So You, you can't Read too much into what happens between now And the end of December They're both very very good Celtic were a treat to watch on Saturday night Rangers went about their work With ruthless efficiency on Sunday It's going to be one heck of a finish to the year And you can't predict But I do believe the Celtic supporters Like the Rangers supporters Would put... The league title first. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't yeah, think. I don't think that's a debate. I we think, really I think need Pat to makes a, a valid point there in terms of the the games that Celtic have at home. Rangers mostly away, but when I look at both of them and the way they're playing, the, the free flowing goal scoring confidence flowing through both sets of uh, players, uh, I, I look. I think where are they going to drop points? Now I take it on board with the AstroTurf. There has been a few difficult ties of mm-hmm. late. That may well be a cause for concern. Coming back for Europe occasionally yeah. causes problems for, for, for either or them as well. So they're going to have to take each game and its individual merit and they have to have the belief mm. that they're going to go in because the next couple of weeks is oh, it's going to be breathtaking. Pat, we just heard from Neil Lennon there praising Mohamed El Yunusi. Is he one that you would really like to try and find a way to keep longer term? Yeah, I'd like to keep him and more important, as we've been saying for weeks, uh, I would actually give the big man a rest on Thursday night. Because I'm not looking for the result against Lazio. The last two games you've come are more important. And uh, as the lads have been saying for weeks, I can't wait to January to get a, at least a £5 million striker in. Well, I, I do think a striker is a, a, an area that Celtic have to look at. 
Um, Edward is terrific. Uh, he and Morelos are lighting things up for Celtic and Rangers. However, Rangers have the foe to back up Morelos, and at the moment, Celtic have no one to back up Edward. Not that you'd know about this, but um, Lee Griffiths took to his training, Instagram yeah. at the weekend. I don't believe you're on Instagram, are you? No, no. I no. think that's for the best. Um, dropping a, a bit of a hint that he's, he's on his way back, so. Just sort of bring uh, that to I your mean, attention I, I wish nothing but success for Lee Griffiths Who's had a hard time um, of late But we'll have to wait and see What, what he says on his Instagram And what Neil Lennon thinks uh, Might be two different things So we'll have to wait and see I hope he's back Yeah. But I don't know I, I, I couldn't vouch for that And Neil Lennon hasn't said that he's on the verge Pat you were just saying yeah, well, He said he was meant to return to training on Thursday I've seen some pictures of him uh, training uh, With the, the first uh, warming up Or involved with it So it suggests that he's kind of on the way back anyway But Pat you mentioned that there was got maybe a potential £5 million centre forward Is there any other areas that you feel as if Celtic should add? Uh, let me think here uh, Well I'll put it back Remember the start of the season Before the season began This amazes me Celtic's first signing Good luck to the poor boy from Murrow was a midfielder and I, I still can't find that out. I mean, Celtic and midfield, Rangers are about yeah. the same. Just said, I'm team midfielders. And we yeah. said, try to sign the boy from Murrow for Tumble. four million. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fair point, Hugh, because um, but we're going over old ground a little bit to, to take you back a few months. But Celtic were very keen on getting David Turnbull. Didn't get him because of the injury situation. But but never never went for another midfielder to replace him. And it doesn't look like they need one. So did, I don't know if they ever needed one in the first place, but... When you look back on it now that, that Well at the time David Turnbull was the most talked about young player in the country And was scoring freely for Motherwell And at the time we thought <laughs> Well that's a club doing the business properly He's a, an emerging talent uh, And he most certainly would have been Either in the team or on the fringes of the team Had he gone to Celtic Had that injury not shown up um, And I'm Wondering if Celtic still have an interest in David Turnbull. Uh, you can't have enough good players about you. I think uh, when you look at sorry, you're buttoning there, but when you look at the goal return from the middle of the park was seventeen goals last year that Turnbull yeah. got, which is a remarkable return. Now you look at Frimpong. If Turnbull had come in and had the same impact, you know, you'd be thinking we could be standing here saying what the amount of goals he's getting from midfield. You know, so you don't know how someone's going to kind of react to the environment. He may have come in and set it alight at the point at which Celtic. Thought they had bought him Before the injury came to light At that point No one would have said Why are you doing that? No I think the more relevant point is Do, do they need him? Do, do they get another midfielder then? Because they didn't get him I mean that, I think that's what's what's relevant now yeah. Well I think they, they might But you be. wouldn't have thought so Looking at the numbers that they have at the moment For me You asked uh, Pat the question um, I don't think Celtic Have a priority Beyond Another striker I think they do have to be Aware of Edward Brilliant though he may be Being a human being Who might get injured one day So Neil Lennon was singling out Mohamed El Yanoussi Steven Gerrard Has been impressed As you might expect By Alfredo Morelos After bagging his 19th and 20th goals Of the season The Rangers manager Also thinks the performance Overall was night and day From the one-all draw At Tynecastle recently as far as I'm concerned and Alfredo's concerned, we just need to work towards 21 and keep going and focus on the next game. I'm sure secretly he'll have his own targets, um, which I know all forwards do. I know they tell you they don't, but they do. 
Um, but listen, he's in great form. He's smiling. He's happy. Um, he's producing for his team. Um, he's contributing heavily, and um, that's the reason why um, you know we're so happy to have him. Yeah, I think you've seen the difference today, just in terms of how we start the game. Uh, you know, the the intensity we played with in, in and out of possession. It looked ever so different to two weeks ago at Tynecastle, and. Um, that's where we are at the moment in terms of personnel. You know, the players are doing everything they can, they're maxing out. But at times, um, they're going to need a little push. They're going to need a little kick up the backside from myself just to remind them that at this club you can never get complacent um, because the challenges come thick and fast. So it's down to me to keep driving them and keep trying to get every little every little inch out of them as much as I can. Mark is a Rangers fan. In Knightswood Mark, if Alfredo Morelos has 20 goals By the first weekend in November What can he go on to achieve this season? How you doing guys? Thanks for taking my call uh, I think Morelos can go a, a long way this season uh, I mean, I'm looking at Morelos Maybe about 30, 30 plus goals this season I mean, the way he's matured And I think they, they had the wee couple of games banned I think that's gave him the wee kick up the backside That he needed to calm him down a wee bit uh, But just looking at the boy At the, the weekend there When I was at the game At the, the weekend Against Hearts Totally different I mean it was a couple of wee digs He got Even the wee dig with Naismith When he did But he was mature about it And he He just stood back And he just got on with his business Yeah he's, he's Top form right now uh, 30 might be uh, the, the very least Conservative Yeah I mean He's got 20 already I'm not even uh, Fully into November uh, So I think 30 Is the minimum requirement um, People are getting upset Stephen Gerrard Was moved to comment About stories About Morelos Moving on For me It's not Desperately Hard to wonder why a player would want to go from Scotland to a bigger league Because there are bigger leagues And if Morelos sees himself playing in England or Spain or France or Italy Then that's understandable If you've got someone who is interested in you and will make Rangers an offer But I do not think And this is where I agree with Stephen Gerrard I do not think that Rangers could sell him in January Under any yeah, circumstances Not a chance We said this a few weeks ago The importance of Morelos and Edward Going back to the caller's point And how many goals and things I would imagine that Morelos would be extremely disappointed If he doesn't get 40 goals, Gordon He scored 8 in his last 8 20 goals in the first 3 months of the season or so And he's still got, what, 6 months to go oh. he, Realistically, he could quite comfortably score 40 goals plus Yeah, um, Mark, what about the overall picture then? Through to the League Cup final How do you feel about that? Chances of winning it? The, the hectic fixture list coming up before then? Fantastic I'm ecstatic about it <laughs> I mean, hearing the game at the, the weekend there And then now we've got Celtic in the 8th of December Then we've got them again the 28th of December No, brilliant but for me, I know we can. We've got an opportunity to, to win the, t- the two cups. But for me, it's me personally as a Rangers fan. It's, it's the league. It's got to be the league. That for me personally, it, it needs to be the league. I mean, even if we won the, the two cups and even just one of the cups, it's it's a good achievement for us. I mean, for for where we've been to, where where we are now, it's it's a fantastic achievement. But for myself personally, it's definitely the the league and I think December is just going to smash it it's a great point about December Hugh I'm always keen to, to not wish your life away it's a bit yeah. of a, a dangerous outlook but, but by, by the end of December 
Someone, One of them will have won the League Cup We'll know if they're, they're both through in Europe They're both out One of them's through the, the the league could look completely different Because of how many fixtures we've got So yeah. um, we should embrace this I know I accept the other side of it Where we would love it to be in a situation Where some of our other teams were a bit closer And yeah. maybe they looked a bit stronger But at the same time We are where we are And we should embrace that, that battle at the top at the moment Yeah of course we should um, when Rangers were in the lower orders of Scottish football The fourth tier, the third tier, the second tier Scottish football was a duller place Well, so uh, to be fair Try telling that to fans of all the other teams Who managed to finish higher in the league And, and win cups I don't. I think that's maybe uh, a bit unfair but, on them But those who support Celtic and Rangers And who live for this rivalry Scottish football was a duller place uh, Celtic got about their business professionally and uh, won the league titles, that is to their credit. But now we're back with a proper level of competition. However, whether you're Mark, the Rangers supporter, or Pat, the Celtic fan who was on before him, cups are baubles. The league title is the holy grail. (laughs) Thank you very much to Mark and Knightswood. Uh, And you're getting praise left, right and centre this weekend. Remember, you were credited... With the upturn in Alfredo Morelos' yes. form by a caller yes. uh, Scotty McCoo has tweeted in Do you remember Scotty tweeted at the weekend To say that he had gambled And he had booked his flights over yes. For the final yes. And you told him No problem You'll be yeah. safe Scotty So he wants to thank you He says you were Rangers lucky mascot You've been called many things <laughs> In the past But, but never that's that. a novelty uh, He says you were confident My gamble of booking flights For the cup final was a good bet the price of the flights has already doubled There oh, we go So wow. he's, a, he's, a, he's a financial advisor as well As Hugh Keevans Man of many talents 01419511025 Perfect time to call We could speak to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on the Betfred Cup action Of course we had three big Premiership matches as well We had big Championship games A disappointing uh, result for Partick Thistle Hugh, what else jumped out at you From the league action at the weekend? Uh, well, you couldn't really get past That Air United Four Partick Thistle One result uh, You know the Partick Thistle at home To Morton next weekend um, And they really have to get Going pretty soon Before they become Isolated down at the bottom there uh, So Ian McCall Work cut out Air United continue to fascinate me Could you imagine Air United in the Premiership? You know, I think it would be they, great They're hanging in there I remember them from back in the day When they had really good support down yeah. there And uh, I know the stadium's faulty bits But um it can generate a good atmosphere. Uh, it's 01419511025 if you want to get in touch tonight at Clyde SSB on Twitter. And remember, big news today Paul Hakingbottom sacked by Hibs. So, any Hibs fans out there, this is your first chance to give us your reaction. And of course, you might be competing for similar managers to your Edinburgh rivals because both jobs are vacant at the moment. We'll do that after seven o'clock. So, Edinburgh fans, get your thoughts in. Let's speak to Robert in Newlands in the meantime. Hi, Robert. Hi pal, it's been a while Hello um, it's been, uh, Can you hear me okay? Got you fine Robert Yeah, yeah perfect uh, So uh, I was obviously at the game yesterday I'm absolutely delighted to finally get a win at Hamden It feels like it's been like hundreds of years Since we've actually walked out happy there But you know what, the reason I come on tonight Was because um, I was mesmerised how well Morelos stepped up to play yesterday Everyone in the past has seen he's not that big A huge big game player I think He, he really stepped up yesterday with two goals and an assist, I mean, he can't, uh, it was almost a flawless performance if he got the third one. 
But the reason why I came on was because obviously there's rumours being speculated that he's going to uh, the Crystal Palace. I think Aston Villa are the two main teams that are really interested in signing um, Morelos at 20 million rumoured. I don't think we can get rid of him for another couple of seasons because I don't think there's anyone else in the market that can actually score that amount of goals. They can play for Rangers that we can afford at this moment in time. Now, he's already, he's already signed a contract extension, I believe, to 2023. I think if we try and keep him maybe even for one more season, his price tag will increase if he's in this form. And that way we can maybe find more recruits and maybe go through to the youth academy, see if there's anyone roughly showing any aspect of his game or anything that we can get, because at this stage, we cannot replace him. I mean, we've got the foe. You know, the guy's nearly going to retire soon. They reckon he's fit till 40, but to be honest, as she said earlier, like, they're human beings that could get injured, you know, anything can happen. I don't think we can sell Morelos until another two seasons. Let, let me put this scenario to you, Robert. Rangers fail to win the league title this season and Rangers get a terrific offer for Alfredo Morelos in the summertime. I think they would have to be tempted because... The financial figures are not good. You can't look at those published accounts and say, oh, that's fine, because it's not. And one way of addressing your financial situation would be to sell your number one asset, who is Alfredo Morelos. So if Rangers win the title and qualify for the Champions League, happy days for them. However, if they don't, Morelos being sold has to become a possibility. Listen, I think um, in terms of going back to your original point in terms of how good he's been, he's been phenomenal. When you think about uh, 20 goals at this stage, his overall play, he's uh, can, in control of his game. You know, he's he's not getting embroiled in anything as well. But there's plenty of scenarios. We could throw lots of scenarios. The, the current board may well say, see, for the next three years, we're going to finance Rangers at the level we have been for the last two years. So until we know what their plans are, we do not know. We could speculate, oh, we need to... Uh, sell a player or we have to balance the books but we actually don't know because if you take it in the last couple of years the current board have been financing the club to a, a large degree mm. but that cannot be sustainable long term Gordon because obviously the money's substantial uh, but the, the, they've bridged a gap within the space of 15-16 months that I didn't think was possible because as we said earlier on the show neck and neck in terms of points the difference of a goal uh-huh. Europe they're doing relatively well and they're also into a cup final where they didn't do last year so things are okay with Rangers whether they would carve that up in the summer is yet to be seen because but the thing is I'm also realistic that every single player at every club has a price mm-hmm. uh, Robert I suppose if you're trying to figure out Alfredo Morelos' importance you can draw a good comparison with this exact stage last season his indiscipline cost him a place in the semi-final against Aberdeen Rangers didn't have the squad depth to handle it And they crashed out Fast forward 12 months The indiscipline is no longer there At the moment he's available And he goes and puts on a performance like that Which which fires Rangers into the, the cup final That all the fans have been craving So it's, it's quite clear to see the impact Morelos is having isn't it? Well I'm, I think I'm still recovering from that result A year ago I think <laughs> Sorry I came to remind you uh, No no it's okay uh, But Look, he's indispensable at the moment. Like he's he's too good for us. Actually, it's quite worrying that we've got him. But um, the thing is, the if you look at how Celtic have, done, have been doing the recruitment, they sell high, they get in good, and then they resell. We need to adopt that model because we haven't sold a lot of players. 
we have we've brought a lot of players in, and there's a lot of dead wood there as well that we need to flog out and try and play somewhere because players like Dorans, Gresdorf, you know, they're still on the wage bill. You know, that can that can that can free up space. Not Dorans, sorry, uh, the other player, uh, but players like that we need to get rid of as well. I just think at this stage we we've got a chance to win the league cup. Uh, we've got a chance to win the league. I've got a chance to win this. Um, to get through to the next stage of the Europa League, okay, we're, we're in a very, very good place. The money will work its way out, uh, work out somewhere, where or another. I just think we need to um, prioritise winning trophies, and that way we can eventually um, get the money back and recruit the losses. See, for me, the gamble is quite simple. If you win the league and qualify for the Champions League, plenty of money will follow. If you don't win the league and Celtic get to nine in a row. And someone does offer money for Morelos You can't say Ah oh, the money will work itself out No, no, it won't You have to do your business properly And the gentlemen Who have given Rangers Millions of pounds in the form of loans Which have now been transferred into shares For how much longer can those gentlemen Put in that amount of money Before they say it can't go any further Rangers have to get in money, whether it's from the sale of Morelos or qualification for the Champions League to build a better, more sustainable business model. The, there has been a bit of fascination about the, the discipline side, Alex, rightly yeah. so, because it clearly cost Morelos, it clearly cost Rangers last season and it's not been there. That's to his credit. Mm. It's probably to Steven Gerrard's credit if he played a part in it. And there might even be other people behind the scenes who've played a part in it that we... Aren't yeah. aware of People are even crediting You know perhaps Jermaine Defoe Looking at that relationship um, I think was, was it Robert Or one of the previous callers Mentioned It was the type of game yesterday That maybe this time last season They would Because Christoph Berra um, And him it, it was a good physical battle There were a few times Where he could have lashed out yeah. he, he could have had the, the The reaction that we've seen And didn't How comforting yeah. will, will that be To Stephen Gerrard I think you mentioned Several people there Gordon We, we don't know who that Maybe Stephen Gerrard His backroom staff There may well be a psychologist There may well be You know uh, Defoe and so forth But you have to give the boy The credit Because he mm. is the guy That's in the middle of it all He's the one that's getting wound up Better And, and across the board Every single centre half Is saying Let's wind him up He'll, he'll react mm. Which is fine by the way Because that's, that's part of it Yeah listen it? I was very much Into that kind of Mindset as well When you're up against A player who's better And you, you look at Broadfoot The earlier game Against Kamarnock Smashed him a few times And he didn't react If he plays And he's in top of his game I don't think he has to Get embroiled Norris Gordon Because he's such a good player He's terrorising people physically And his, his rewards are goals So for me He's very much in top of his game And he's playing with a smile on his face uh, Thank you very much to Robert in Newlands I think that takes us up nicely To time for this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It is Beat the Pundit time A new week A clean slate A chance for you to win a signed ball If you've got superior footballing knowledge to Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray If you want to take part tonight Dial this number right now 0141 951 1025 You come on You answer as many questions right as you can And if you get more than Hugh or Alex You win yourself the sign ball It is as simple as that The lines close at 7 though So you have to be quick Beat the pundit 0141 951 1025 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on those Betfred Cup semi finals, Celtic and Rangers will meet in the final at Hamden on December the 8th, three yes. o'clock kickoff. At the National Stadium So if you have any reaction to that You can keep it coming Now is a great time to hear from you Hibs fans though Because you're without a manager A statement this afternoon A very brief one Which says Paul Heckingbottom And Robbie Stockdale Have been relieved of their duties at the club Eddie May will take charge Supported by Grant Murray and Stephen Whitaker On an interim basis Supporters can expect further comment In the coming days So Hibs fans What do you make of it? Was it the right decision? And who should be the next manager Hearts are also looking for one So there's a mm. A nice battle heating up To see who lands What manager In the capital 01419511025 We'll do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football It's a new week On Beat the Pundit Let's see if we can Get a bit more uh, success. In fact you lost on Friday Did you not Hugh Keaton? I did yes I did that's fine, I, I won on Monday Lost on Friday well, That's what I was going to say I thought it was a, a clean slate For the listeners But actually Mark and Kilmarnock Is just trying to pick up Where the previous contestant Left off How are you tonight Mark? I'm fine thanks Happy Rangers fan I guess After the weekend I delighted to get to a final Long time coming So I played well absolutely, So I'm looking forward to absolutely. Getting on Celtic Great stuff That's um, Mark is going to be up against Either Alex or Hugh Depending how the, the coin lands So if it's heads It's Hugh Tails it's Alex Usual rules apply It's you again I'm afraid Hugh Keevens uh, Three in a row for you Heads on the coin So let me give you some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, that way you can't hear what Mark is saying Mark, you have 30 seconds You're going head to head against Hugh The secret is you can pass So if you don't know it, pass it quickly Move on to the next one, okay? Okay Are you ready? Your time starts now Who scored Celtic's fifth goal in the 5-2 win against Hibs? Brown Alan Archibald played with Partick Thistle And which other club? Uh, pass Name any of Paul Heckingbottom's previous managerial jobs Leeds Glasgow City have just lost their first league match since what year? Oh, 2017 Which English team did Neil Lennon manage? Uh, Nottingham Forest Where did Rangers sign Philippe Hillander from? Uh, Genoa Which Premiership club does Alan Campbell play for? Motherwell Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevens back Hugh, can you hear us? I can Loud and clear, great stuff The same set of questions to you Mark's had his go okay. Your time starts now who scored Celtic's fifth goal in the 5 2 win against Brown. Hibs? Alan Archibald played with Partick Thistle and which other club? Uh, Dundee. Name any of Paul Heckingbottom's previous managerial jobs? Stoke. Glasgow City have just lost their first league match since what year? 2010. Which English team did Neil Lennon manage? Uh, Nottingham Forest. Where did Rangers sign Philippe Hillander from? Uh, Roma. Which Premiership club does Alan Campbell play for? Uh, Motherwell Which Scottish club supporters are known as Arabs? Dundee United Well, well, well Mark and Kilmarnock What do you think about that? Oh, I blew the Dundee United one with Alan Archibald I think it's close I think it's close Uh, Let's go through them Who scored Celtic's fifth goal in the 5-2 win against Hibs? It was Scott Brown You both knew it Alan Archibald played with Partick Thistle And which other club? It was Dundee United Ooh. I'm afraid Hugh Keevans none, uh, none of you got that one right Name any of Paul Heckingbottom's Previous managerial jobs You had the choice Of Barnsley Or Leeds, Leeds. I mean we only spoke about it In the office Just before we came on air I don't know where you got Stoke from uh, 
Mark knew it though So he's 2-1 in front Glasgow City have just lost Their first league match Since 2016 oh, A very impressive run Not quite as good a run As you had them on no. Hugh Keevans But a, a good run nevertheless uh, Which English team Did Neil Lennon manage You both went for Nottingham Forest Bolton. But it's Bolton Both of you went for Nottingham Forest oh. Rangers signed Philippe Helander From Fiorentina. Bologna Bologna What a real spread Of Italian teams <laughs> You've all gone for, for Three different ones It was Bologna So it's still 2-1 uh, Which Premiership club Does Alan Campbell play for It is Motherwell You both got it um, And this is where It gets interesting Because Mark's run Ended there he, he wasn't fast enough To get onto question 8 You were Hugh Evans, And you knew That the Arabs Were Dundee United And Mark You would have known that As well wouldn't you oh, If you had got through it A bit quicker So that means We're on to the tie break A new week it. And a tie breaker Mark If you're unfamiliar With the tie break I'm going to read a question I'll get Hugh Evans To write his answer down And I will then Invite you to give me Your attempt Okay Okay. Quite a simple one. This Hibs have lost their manager today, Paul Heckingbottom. What is their current goal difference in the Premiership? Oh. What is the goal difference of Hibs at the moment, Hugh Keevens? If you could write your answer down, please, and show me it. Okay. Mark, what would you go for Hibs' goal difference at the moment? Minus 10. Mark says minus 10. Hugh says minus 8. The answer is minus. 10 Mark has got Whoa. it on the nose Have you got it as well Alex Ray? You do Well done Mark The same ball is on its way You have been victorious In the tiebreaker Well done Well done Mark, well done, okay. Mark. Thank you very much Brilliant That was Mark and Kilmarnock <laughs> Two defeats in a row In this city They say you're only Two defeats away from a crisis Hugh second bottom <laughs> <laughs> There we go Thank you to Mark And Kilmarnock On the line uh, Right 01419511025 What about that That big news coming out Of Easter Road today Hugh I read you the very brief statement yeah. From Hibs Paul Heckingbottom Robbie Stockdale Gone Eddie May Grant Murray Stephen Whitaker In temporary charge Hibs were very weak Against Celtic And that is not To take Anything away from Celtic It is possible To praise the winning team and also to criticise the losing team. Hibs are very weak. Yes. And when Paul Heckenbottom took over last February, he inherited a team that Neil Lennon had playing good football. And he got them to fifth on the back of the groundwork done by Neil Lennon. This season, he has won one league game on the opening day of the season. No league wins since then. Hibs are third bottom of the table. Simply not good enough And I do know That managers Don't get enough time But I didn't create this world I'm just living in it Yeah you have to say It's been a really poor run I think obviously They, they, they won uh, And penalty shootout uh, To get to the the semi-final yesterday, Saturday, and uh, but in the main, I think that's zero wins and twelve, and they haven't won since opening day of the season. So yeah. it was, it's probably the right decision to get someone in now. It gives them time to assess the squad. But for me, Hibs look very lightweight throughout the team. They yeah. need to get some grafters in there. Uh, what about potential candidates then? Do, do we just drop the same shortlist as Hearts? Is, is it as simple as that? Jack Ross is the early bookies' favourite. You can all you can only read into that so much. Hugh Keevans does he yeah. seem like a good fit? If not. Who? Well, the problem you might have is that both Edinburgh clubs could be in the, the market for the same candidates. Uh, however, it has been brought to my attention that uh, Jack Ross could be getting the job. Um, and he's a good manager. It didn't work out as he hoped it would at Sunderland, but he's a good manager. And I believe that if he is the man, he'll... Uh, Reorganise the club Because it does need Reorganised 
I think the issue for me, whoever gets the job, is you still have that that kind of type of player. You know, for me, I look, they don't have uh, the Bartley who who they let go in the summer. You know, they don't have grafters in the middle of the park, the, the ball winners, uh, and I think they're very flighty, uh, and hence the reason why they haven't won since opening day of the season. But they will be inundated by candidates. I actually think they'll be overwhelmed with a lot of them because, you do, again, you have to identify what the actual criteria is, Gordon. Do you want experience? Do you want a, an up-and-coming manager? You know, someone who knows the level. So there's so many factors to take into consideration. I was going to ask you this anyway, but you've just hinted at it. How much of Paul Heckingbottom's failure at Hibs has been down to his recruitment? It's always down to recruitment, Gordon, because if he could have added some players in the summer... Um, and they would have complimented what he did last year because it, it, I think he went nine games undefeated and then obviously in the split it was a bit more different because they were up against the top teams. Uh, he did take the team forward initially in that short interim period. The players he's brought in in the summer haven't come up to the mark and ultimately that's what will pay the price. The interesting thing for me is the new manager can then, can he get a tune out of the guys just to get to January because oh. he'll have to identify people who are going to kind of roll their sleeves up because see when they go through the winter... You know, if you think they're soft now, wait until the winter kicks in. I don't know if you can decide if this is something you you can level at Paul Heckingbottom, Hugh. But we get this a lot. Do managers sometimes come up here and underestimate our division? Particularly when when they come from some of the, the leagues down in England. Do they, do they maybe underestimate it? Do they think that signing a certain calibre of players is, is going to cut it? Because we see it time and time again where we, we bring guys like that up and it, it just, just doesn't click. Well, I've had my fun with Christian Doidge, but he is an example of what you're talking about. Clearly not up to it, uh, but was played ahead of uh, Florian Camberry, who can be up to it and did score against Celtic on Saturday night. Um, the recruitment poor, judgment poor, prospects poor. Uh, well, let's hear from Anne Budge on the other side of the mm. city. She's been speaking today, some very interesting comments. Uh, this might even in- include you Motherwell fans Because everyone keeps telling you That Stephen Robinson's the man And he's going to get it And he won't turn it down And Budge says she's looking for a very Experienced and high profile manager To take over at heart She also says the role of director of football Is outdated And she plans on putting a new structure in place Our need for the director of football role That we had when I took over the club Has changed you know, After five years I think uh, our club's changed So has football I have no intention of replacing or appointing a director of football. We'll appoint a, a different structure that I think is more appropriate for today. Um, one thing I'm convinced of is doing everything associated with running a football operation is too much for one person, for a club of a certain size um, and the size that we want to be. Uh, so I think it's important that we have um, a manager who is had the time to focus on the first team and really not worry about all the other things and I want an equally senior appointment we've seen it in other clubs where they've been appointing sporting directors or technical directors or there are so many various titles Um, but I do think that's right there's the complexities around um, managing all of the parts of the football department are such that I think it's too much to expect of one man so I want to split the role you know we, we need to compete with um, the top clubs in uh, in Scotland, and to do that, I want to ensure that we get the basically a, a, a very experienced and high profile manager. Um, as good a manager as he's been in this division, Hugh, over the weekend the the 
the situation seemed to be that everyone was was tipping Stephen Robinson and, oh. and, and Roger and various others on the show saying that he would find it very difficult to turn down and, and they expected him to be not to say that he he still won't be. I just wonder if that if we were given a bit of a clue there. She says a very experienced and high profile manager. At, like I say, as good as he's been, does, yeah. does he does he fit that description? No, he does not. Uh, with the greatest respect to him, and I have said that for me he'd be a choice, uh, but he is not high profile. That's not his fault. But he only came into the Motherwell job a couple of years ago, uh, and he couldn't be described as high profile. For me, high profile is Davy Moyes, for example. For me, high profile is. Roy Keane, who's been linked with the Hearts job. And it's, I know it's our understanding that Davy Moyes isn't necessarily interested, by the way. But I take right. I take your point. You were just kind of yeah, giving um, examples. If you're asking me, does uh, Stephen Robinson fit the highly experienced, high profile uh, image that Hearts are looking for? No, he doesn't. But he's a really good manager. Uh, the other interesting thing that Anne said there was the appointment of a sporting director. Now, do you appoint him first and then the new manager? Or do you appoint the new manager and then the sporting director? And then do you run the risk of the manager saying, I can't work with this guy? Uh, so, you know, in an ideal world, it'll all turn out just fine. But it, you, you've now promised the Hearts fans a high-profile manager. And you'll need to deliver on that Surely Alex If you've got mm. the opportunity Where y- you don't have either in place Surely you appoint a sporting director first In an ideal world Gordon I think she was a wee bit Kind of confused there Because she was talking about uh, A director of football is outdated And then you're saying A sporting director For me they're the same thing Gordon Because what you're talking about is You're splitting the both jobs You know behind the scenes The recruitment and, and so forth And then you're looking for the manager To then take care of the football playing yeah, I think side. she'll know to be fair She's obviously drawn up a, di- a different criteria yeah. from, from what the previous role yeah. would have been Yeah as I said But uh, in terms of the experienced manager I think she's co- kind of cornered herself Because unless you've actually got somebody identified now Because mm. like you said If you go to these applicants and you look about uh, and you don't come up with an experienced manager, then you're kind of, they'll go, well, you said you were bringing in a thing, mate. So if you bring in a novice and, and talking about high profile, Stephen Robinson's no high profile. Uh, that uh, You know, he has done a remarkable job and for me, he would be an ideal candidate for that job. But I think if you bring Stephen Robinson and you go, well, wait a minute, where did the high profile bit go to this? So, you know, by actually throwing this out there he should, should maybe have left it open and says listen we're going to look at all uh, avenues and we'll, we'll try and uh, kind of explore that and see what, what, what the best candidate it's, comes out it's a little bit like being on radio once it's out oh. of your mouth absolutely it stays there in the ears of the public and she has said experienced high profile manager yeah but to be fair I don't think there was a, there was a promise in there or anything it was just that's what that's what people would like kind of looking to. for. Uh, they, um, they were the buzzwords that I kind of caught true. on it up. Okay, uh, well, but she does also say Craig Levine can be a big help behind the scenes while he's still at the club. That's why he's still at the club. Uh, she says he had too many tasks to focus on previously, but that would change in his new position. Be helpful if I could find the right button, Hugh Keevans. I rate him very highly. He has lots and lots of experience, as we all know. I, I said at the beginning that I think there are. Um, the, the number of departments within the football operation are, are immense. He has still got a lot to offer. Uh, because he was so focused on uh, the first team for the last few months, a uh, number of things that we perhaps should have done that have, you know, um, been allowed to 
slide a little bit. Um, and I think Craig can add value in helping us determine how we move forward. I'm not sure about that one either. Um, six weeks ago, when the storm clouds were gathering at Tynecastle, Anne Budge released a statement that was over 1,000 words long in support of Craig Levine. Six weeks later, she sacked him. Now, if he had too many responsibilities, she sanctioned all of those responsibilities. So now she's backpedalling. Yeah, for me, uh, it's a, uh, for me, I think it would be better for a, for a clean break. Um, I think she's obviously lent on Craig throughout from the football department. But ultimately, it hasn't worked, Gordon. You know, they're, they're bottom of the tree, almost, you know, give or take a position. Uh, their current form's poor. Uh, and the, 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 what I said to a friend today was, if he is part of the process to then bring in another manager and he leaves in the summer, who takes responsibility for that? Yeah, I don't think the responsibility stretches quite that far. I, c- I could be wrong. Here's one, just a complete hypothetical, because that's what uh-huh. we like to do. If you were offered both jobs, what would you take? Or what's the more attractive job right now? I think they're equally attractive, given that... Nah, I'm looking for you to pick one. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think there's an attractive one. For for me, Hugh, it would be the hard work. job. Uh, yeah, hard, listen, hard work. But in terms of what I look at, the personnel who still have to come back for Hearts, I think there's a lot of key players there. Suter, oh. Washington... Uh, you know, the, uh, you've still got Smith who got injured yesterday. You know, I just think there's a better group of players at Hearts once they're mm-hmm. all fits. Nay Smith would be p- pivotal to that as well. I mean, on Twitter, Anthony says, What about Levine to Hibbs hecking bottom to Hearts? <laughs> that would certainly keep us all entertained. Uh, Jack feels that Gordon Strachan would be a good fit for Hibbs. He's a, mm. a hibby, is he not? Yeah, but, you know, he's taking a post at Dundee. Now, if Gordon would always. Go on about loyalty and uh, you know, looking after your responsibilities. How could you take a post at Dundee with an eye to the, the long term future of the club, and then a few weeks later say, "You know what? I'm off." In but terms of the appointment, though, Hugh, do you think it? You know, if if of him is equal, do you think he could go in there and galvanise the the Hibs? Gordon could galvanise anything. Uh, he's got a terrific personality about him. Um, but I do not think that he's a viable contender It was just a Twitter suggestion uh, Like I say, Jack Ross, the early favourite for the Hibs job But if you've got any thoughts, you can share them 0141 951 We're going to take more of your calls And we've got a good full-time teaser coming next Get your pen and paper ready Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here And it's time for them to tackle tonight's full-time teaser That's when you send the questions in to us And we give the guys the last 30 minutes of the show To try and come up with the answers So this one has been sent in uh, by Ross Little Thank you to Ross for sending in The address you need to hear your question in the show Full-time at Clyde1.com So, Ross says Can you name seven Scots Who've scored in a League Cup final this decade? Can you name the seven Scots who've scored in a Scottish League Cup final this decade? Chris Boyd? No. James Forrest? Yes. Uh, Stuart Armstrong? Armstrong, No. Yes. um... Um... League Cup final. Mm -hmm. Stevie Thompson? 
Brilliant, well done That's two of seven We'll leave it there Name the seven Scots Who've scored in a League Cup final This decade You've got James Forrest And you've got Stephen Thompson Who did it for St Mirren Against Hearts So we'll leave it there You've only got five more to go Let's go straight back onto the phones And speak to Paddy In Langside Paddy's a Hibs fan What do you make of the decision today To get rid of the manager Paddy? Oh, I think he had to go I think he'd been given an opportunity To improve the team And he obviously hadn't done that so I think his time is up I'm afraid yeah. Was it purely about results Paddy or, or was there anything else You didn't like about his time in charge I, I think he, he let lads go They went straight into other teams In the Premier League uh, Fontaine And uh, the boy uh, Bartley Bartley. Bartley yeah uh, Who were characters And who brought a bit of steel to the team uh, And that's been sadly lacking I'm afraid over the last wee while well, What about his I know he's, he seemed Did he rub some people up the wrong way Hugh I, I remember back to that day on the show When the Hibs fans were Scott Allen. Were raging about yeah. the way he handled The Scott Allen substitution yeah, it, it never helps uh, if you're Just remind us of that for well, anyone who he, he said that I didn't realise there was a law against Subbing Scott Allen uh, Now That didn't go down well with the Hibs fans uh, He had You know you talk about players who play with a smile on their face Paul Heckenbottom managed with a scowl on his face he was the unhappiest looking character as you can see But if you freeze time And just ask yourself at 8 o'clock on Saturday night What about the Hibs? They've lost 5 goals and Celtic might have scored 10 They're third bottom of the league And that's only by a point off the bottom They are not going anywhere That anyone can discern the recruitment under Paul Heckingbottom has been poor. I think his judgment has been poor. To prefer Doidge over Camberry just to highlight one particular area. So you put it all together and it simply was not good enough. And clearly, in the eyes of Leanne Dempster and Ron Gordon, who now owns the club, it didn't look as if it was going to get any better. I know there's a ready made comeback, Paddy, in the sense that he signed a lot of those players, but. Notwithstanding that How much responsibility Do the players need to take We always focus on, on Managers at this time Well I, I was at the game On Saturday And if you spoke To any of the Hibs fans They'd have been so disappointed With Hibs lack, lack a Attitude And, and aptitude uh, I was really Really disappointed In them And yeah Heckenbottle's got to Take some responsibility But the players Should absolutely Be looking at themselves And there's guys there That must be thinking Well if If, if Hibs let me go where do I go after that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I... suggesting that Hibs aren't a, that there aren't teams that would be happy to take them on, but I mean, it's just it's getting. I mean, it's, I, I watch Hibs. I listen to Hibs. The amount of times recently that Hibs have been leading, and I said to my wife the other day, Hibs are winning two nothing. What a great chance of getting a result! And about five minutes later, I'm saying, oh, two one. It won't be long before it's two each. Mm. Now that's the way Hibs are going, and that's just not acceptable. It, Hibs are too big a team for things like that to be happening to them all the time. Yeah, Alex, it's very rarely as simple as just being down to the manager. The, yeah. the players will always take a bit. You know, but in recent weeks, I feel like it's been recurring themes from from people who are analysing games, saying, you know, defend people are not they're not throwing their bodies in front yeah. of balls. They're, they're not closing people down. They're not doing the the sort of what should be the simple stuff. Yeah, and when you look at some of the players that are still there for have been there for a while, uh, Louis Stevenson, Hanlon, uh, you know, Malin's done okay, you know, Scotty Allen's been decent when he was there under Lennon. So they've got a nucleus of players who have actually played, but gone, they are fragile. And I think Paddy touches on it there now, 2 0 up at home a couple of weeks ago. 
They're they're getting rolled over. There's no fighting spirit there. And whoever comes in, and that'll be an interesting one, Paddy. Who who would you like to see coming in, uh, Paddy? I, I would love to see Gordon Strachan back at the or at the club rather. Uh, I think he'd bring a lot of a lot of knowledge to the club. His knowledge of Scottish football and English football is very good. Uh, and I think players would play for him. Yeah, I think he'd be a great choice. Yeah, well, we said that earlier on to you. I, yeah. I, I feel as if if it was a viable option for Hibs and, and Gordon and Dundee, how he's now working at that moment. I, if he, because you, you know what it's like, the old loyalty. He's a Hibs supporter. He might be his last hurrah in the game and just yeah. saying, right, okay, I'll see what I can do. Try and get them on the front foot. Well, as I say, he would light up that part of Edinburgh. He would be wonderful for the media, but. I don't know how you preach loyalty to players if you take a job with one club and then just walk out on them a few weeks later. Well, I mean, is that not just the nature of the game? Is that not just the nature of, of, of business? If a, if a better job or a, a job comes along, you look after number one, so to speak. Well, let Hibs put it to the test then. Or does Leanne Dempster have someone in mind? Does he Jack it certainly Ross? does look very much like Jack Ross at this yeah. moment in time. Um uh, I'm not going to bring age into it because I'm fairly old myself. But uh, <laughs> you know, Leanne Dempster might think Jack Ross, young manager, Gordon Strachan, older manager. Mm. Uh, well, you've you've obviously stated the case for Gordon Strachan, Paddy. Would Jack Ross be one that excited you? I, I wouldn't be too unhappy about that. I've got to admit, he, he's got a good record in Scottish football. Uh, I think he was unfortunate at Sunderland, uh, but uh, again. Uh, I just think Strachan would bring more maturity to it and, and would be would be a better fit for the club OK, thank you very much That was Paddy, a Hibs fan in Langside giving us his thoughts on today's big news that Paul Heckingbottom has been sacked and of course the question immediately turns to who next for Hibs who should be the new manager at Easter Road It's 01419511025 Let's go straight back on the lines and speak to Frank who is a Celtic fan from Kilmarnock Hi Frank Hi Gordon, evening Hugh, evening Hi, Frank. Hope you're well. Hello Frank. Um, good evening. The first point is you might fall off your seats. I'm actually going to throw some um, praise to Scottish football. Wow. Um, for the ticketing price for the cup semi final, I was there on Saturday night and £25 for the majority of fans. Um, I was lucky enough to sit in the posh padded seats and it only cost me £30, which for a national semi final I thought was exceptional value for money. Um, and plaudits must go to those who have made up the price and plan for that. And that's been the same for the last couple of seasons. But on a side issue to that, um, I think the half past five kickoff on a Saturday night, that's the first semi final I've been to at that time of night. And it done two things it generated a better atmosphere. It was probably better for the viewers at home on a Saturday night because Saturday television is rubbish. <laughs> and it's way, way better, guys, than this nonsense 12 o'clock, quarter past 12, Sunday morning, afternoon kickoffs. And I think that it's about time that the Scottish um, the guys at the top try and negotiate some of the gaps in Sky and BT Sports um, schedules to get some more Scottish games on and a Saturday night at half five. And that was my first point because. I just think the atmosphere was brilliant. I sent a wee photo to um, Q on Twitter. You might have got it, Q. I was sitting right beside about 2,000 empty seats. There was a full section of hand oh, and yeah. closed. Yeah. And I just, I just couldn't get my head around it. I thought, why? And it was the nice paddy seats in the William Hill upper stand. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, what are we playing at here? Scottish football needs income. And there was 2,000 empty seats there at £30 a pop. Just do the maths, there's 60 grand in the back pocket. And I just couldn't understand it. And even the steward to my left, 
um, say that she went. I don't. I don't know why. Sure. So that was the first point. I've got another point on um, Celtic Rangers. Obviously. All right. Let's let's deal with that first. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. cards on the table from a selfish perspective. Half five on a Saturday is rubbish for this program. <laughs> let's be honest. But uh, like, I, I don't mind pushing my yeah. selfishness to one side. If Frank thinks it was good yeah. for the atmosphere, he was there. We were not. The atmosphere. Yeah, I like and I stayed behind. And we watched professional the remainder Yeah, professional homework, isn't it? Research. We watched the remainder of the first half and then shot up the road at half time to catch the second half. Uh, and the atmosphere from start to finish did seem boisterous. I had to laugh when Camberry scored the, the second goal for Hibs. And those who were leaving suddenly come back down the stairs again, thinking, oh, maybe it's not over yet. The atmosphere was great. And I also credit Celtic. For doing that Because their football was Such That it was a thoroughly entertaining 90 minutes But Half past five on a Saturday night Might not necessarily be For everyone Because It does tend to Finish Your Saturday night By the time the game's over By the time you get home Your Saturday night is pretty much over And the other point I would make If Television says Jump Scottish football says How How high And that's the way it has to be because television writes the checks. Alex, I, 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 I might be wrong, but Hart, uh, Hibs obviously struggled to sell their tickets. Yep. They, they, they already gave some back, I think, yes. which, which were made available to Celtic fans. So um, I, I would assume that's where the, the, the yeah, remainder absolutely. of the empty seats comes from. I guess there's only so much you can do in, in that instance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think I take po- uh, Frank's point as well in terms of the price, and I think uh, that's, that's encouraging. You know, there's no fleecing anyone. I think it's very. Well priced uh, In terms of This one of my bugbears I cannot stand When there's a demand for tickets here And there's thousands of seats empty Because oh. you know We're trying to fill stadiums We're trying to get more money into the game And that'll get recycled into Going back into the playing side of things And, and it'll be better for the game in general was So, it, Was it a segregation issue? It, it possibly could be here But it, it's some if, if we're leaving 2000 we, we spoke about this I know we're going to diverse And we'll make it brief uh, at Aberdeen uh, last weekend as well It's about 5,000 empty spare seats Surely yeah. we can get even 3,000 more Into these games And, and get money into the game uh, I mean I think the attendance At the weekend 46,700 So yeah there's clearly a, a couple of thousand there um, But like I say Hugh Hibs, were, Hibs were given the, the chance initially I think yeah. some of them then <laughs> The tickets then came back and, and Celtic sold some more Bottom line I have no doubt that television dictated the kickoff time, and that's that. You can't fight television; they're writing the checks. But the atmosphere was great, and I think it was helped by certainly both sets of supporters getting right into it, but also by the quality of the football that was on show. It was a terrific watch. Frank, what was your other point? Um, I'll get to it just quickly. Have a look at the photo I sent you. It was nothing to do with segregation, guys. That was Celtic fans in that section, and to the left of me, there was two thousand empty seats, and it was an upper section which ran on to nothing. So it was not segregation. I just understand it. Um, so my second point is, I, I, I need to give massive plaudits to Neil Lennon and to signing strategy. Uh, one thing, and Q, we certainly said over the last couple of seasons, Brendan Rodgers. Despite the fantastic success he brought to Celtic, a lot of his signings didn't hit the ground running, and a lot of them turned into squad players. The difference with Neil Lennon signings is every one of them is adding to the first team, and you just need to look at it. In the last week, Celtic have had three different right backs: Ring Pong, um, El Hamid, Boyer, left back. We Taylor played brilliant last Wednesday night. Big Julian's looking class. He's brought Forster back. 
the signings that Neil's brought in are making Celtic a much more productive, fast flowing team. Another thing I was going to just throw in for Tuppenswerth is if you look at Celtic, yes, they might not have a 20 goal Morelos just yet, and there's no doubt Morelos' finishing abilities up there with the best in Europe. Um, we've got goals all over the team. Edward in 12, Christie in 12, Forrest in 10, Elinousi in 8, who just looks like signing the season. But as Rangers, are solely relying on two guys, Morelos and Defoe. Take the two out of the team. Rangers' next top goal scorer has only got six goals in Ojo. And then it's actually Goldston, who's only got four. So that's where I think Celtic strength and depth and squad, when you talk about a 38 league game season and going for a quadruple treble, that's where, I, if I was a Rangers fan, one of the two boys get injured, where's your goals coming from? I'll make a general point concerning the, the manager's position. Uh, I don't think it's possible... In general terms To criticise Brendan Rodgers He won seven trophies in a row Neil Lennon came in And there were Celtic supporters Who were unhappy about the appointment They saw him as a downgrade uh, And that was the word that they used Uh, They must now be embarrassed At the comments that were made um, Because the football that Celtic are playing Is first class The signings have been good, as I say, someone at Southampton must be thinking, we gave them Mohamed El Yunusi and Fraser Forster. Uh, so it's been an excellent start to the season for Neil Lennon, domestically and in European terms. And those who said he was a downgrade, have a think about it. What about the second point, Alex? The goals, because yeah. uh, you can. it's one of those you can completely see both sides. Rangers clearly have more strength in the, the number nine area, if you want to call it that. Some Celtic fans like Frank are not that concerned because they feel like they have a greater goal threat elsewhere. Listen, whatever way you see it, it's your argument, Gordon, because if you've got two strikers that are contributing, if you look across the most leagues and teams that won titles, you would say the strikers contribute to a massive part of that. So, uh, But, you know, you look at Celtic, they've got goals throughout their team, they're, they're wider guys. And, and I think that's one of the things that Kent needs to bring more to it. Ojo's currently sat on five or six. You know, you've got Brandon Barker, you've got Jones, uh, but for me, it's the strength and depth. Uh, you know, if you know, you still get Arfield to start kind of pitching in as well. You know, he's not really hit the ground in terms of goals. So, but I don't think there's a, an argument either way because you look at the goal difference in the league, Gordon. You know, it's one plus one for Celtic, so it's very evenly balanced. So there's no evidence to suggest one way or another's benefits. Thanks to Frank on a similar theme on Twitter. Stephen sort of agrees with Frank. He says, "I want to praise whoever identified El Hamed and Frimpong." Celtic have gone from one right back on the decline to two new fullbacks of absolute quality, says Stephen at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, what about the teaser tonight? Mm. Ross sent the question in. He's looking for you to name the last seven. Sc- no, sorry, name the seven Scots who've scored in a League Cup final this decade. James Forrest and Stephen Thompson. Callum McGregor. Nope. Griffiths. Nope. Oof, struggling now. Eh. Uh, Tierney never scored, did he? Nope. Mm. Uh, what about um, Falkirk and. Um, that was the Scottish Cup final. Yeah. Uh, Here's a clue. Why don't we start with the most recent League Cup final? Great idea. Do you remember? Right, well, let, let's, Who was in it? Let's figure it out together. <laughs> Celtic won it, obviously. Yes. yes. Who did they face? League Cup final. Aberdeen. So yes. Fergus, uh, Ferguson, Shinney. No. Aberdeen didn't oh, score sorry. any goals that yeah. day. Uh, 
Ryan Christie Yes well done Hugh Keevans Ryan Christie James Forrest Stephen Thompson Three down Four to go Stay tuned and we'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the phones and on Twitter at Clyde SSB With Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Paul And a couple of others have sent in nice pictures of Hamden Hugh mm. uh, This is in reference to the last caller Who was talking yeah. about the empty section of seats And Paul says I presume this is the section It was above the Hibs fans So I presume segregation was the factor To minimise opposing fans being above them So yeah. there we go I think Paul might just have uh, cleared that one up for us on Twitter At Clyde SSB Lots of people throwing their, their thoughts in Regarding the Hibs and Hearts managerial situation James Dolan says uh, As a Hibby I'd like to see Michael O'Neill or Gordon Strachan Can't afford Michael O'Neill He's um, on fortunes Yes Players need to look at themselves Says James Alex Strachan says Well what quantifies a good manager Jack Ross was a failure at Sunderland And sacked only as good as your last game Says Strachan uh, And City Blinds and Shutters says Craig Parks own Alex Ray To team up with Alex McLeish To Hearts Big Egg to cross the divide Can you imagine? Just on the subject <laughs> of um, You know Failed at his last job Hibs get rid of Neil Lennon you couldn't describe Neil Lennon as a failure since then. It's a bit different in terms of the circumstances. You get into who you get into a team that was top of the league, eight points clear compared to all the resources in the world compared to you get into a club who, I would imagine. But, but to dismiss Jack Ross because no, I wasn't dismissing him. I'm just getting the difference no, in terms the, of the, the the gentleman on Twitter, uh, perhaps dismissing Jack Ross. I think if you offered Jack Ross, the majority of Hibs fans would say, okay. Okay, uh, let's do the teaser Ross Little sent tonight's question in uh, By the way, we're always on the lookout For as many of these questions as possible So send them in to fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the beauty of it You get to make them up The guys get to sweat Between half seven and eight as What they did you call us the during the break there? I couldn't possibly repeat it um, Name the seven Scots Who have scored in a League Cup final this decade um, it's great that Gordon DL isn't with us Because I don't have to explain decade um, But you've got Ryan Christie, James Forrest and Stephen Thompson so far Scott Brown? No Kenny Miller? Yes For Rangers Well done Three to get I like Hugh Moan's style He's just went straight in on Twitter And just said Bump 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 is, No He just named one of them And then said Is the hardest one He's, ah. even, he's not even interested in the easy ones Is yeah. that right? He's just named the hardest one well, well you know what you can do Hugh can't you the, Go and the, take a <laughs> The three r- The three remaining uh-huh. Are they Are they Either Celtic or Rangers players One is Two or not mm. So Dundee United Did they not win No they won Scottish the Scottish Cup, Cup. Mm. Kilmarnock won the League Cup well, To be fair Remember Just because you Scored Doesn't mean you were on the winning team Correct So um, Silence Hearts Was Hearts in the League Cup final? Yeah Who would they, they have played against? Right okay Good luck Because mm. this is the hard one so According to Hugh on Twitter anyway uh, When would I'm trying to think When would they have been in that final? 2014? No it was just before that wasn't it? Uh, was that the Yeah it might have been actually Is it Stephen McLean? No That's St Johnston you're thinking of um, I'm struggling I'm struggling Struggling already <laughs> Believe me uh, It was a 2013 St Mirren Yeah Anyway alright let's speak to Craig on the line first Hi Craig 
Hi guys, how you doing? Good, thank you. Good. Um, I, I've got to say, you know, um, I, I was looking forward to the, the program tonight. Obviously, after uh, the weekend, I thought it would be colourful. You know, we thought many people would be on it, and it has been. But uh, I, I've got to say, you know, for me, I was obviously delighted with Rangers yesterday. Um, I thought the first half was a bit flat, but I actually thought that that was in part because of Hearts. I felt like Hearts didn't set up like a side who were interested in playing a cup semi final. They almost set up as if it was a league game and they were going to try and defend and get a point, which for me in a cup semi-final is very boring and pointless because you get nothing for a draw in a in a cup game. Um, but above that, obviously, the second half in just showed what they're capable of. I was surprised, actually, that none of the guys picked Alfredo Morelos' second goal as their goal of the weekend because for me it was not because of the finish but because Ryan Kent just showed how good... He is. Mm. He showed why we spent, you know, seven million pounds or going up to seven million pounds, bringing him to the club because that that was him at his best. That was the Kent we know when he just picked that ball up and went straight at Hearts. And I think if if that can be taken into the cup final when they play Celtic, I genuinely believe that if Rangers beat Celtic in the League Cup final, and I think this is what no one's really mentioning, what that will do for the psyche of both Rangers and Celtic will be remarkable. Rangers will have all the confidence in the world because of that. And I think what could happen is Celtic will realise at that point, uh-oh, you know, these guys mean business and the domestic dominance will be gone there with the hands of Rangers. Because how many of the 30 games have they played against Rangers? Three or four. None of them have been cup finals. Um, so I this is really going to be the biggest test of Celtic in a couple of semis I suppose in there but you're perfectly entitled to be confident but you have to keep it in perspective and to say that if Rangers were to win the Betfred Cup final Celtic's domestic domination would be gone uh, is a pretty giant leap of faith because what if Celtic come back and win the league and cup double? Yeah, Craig, Craig's actually trying to say though the psychology, the, the psychological effect of winning the league cup yeah. would would propel Rangers Steven, on. Stephen Gerrard used the word catalyst at the weekend. Uh, to win that first trophy could be the catalyst. Yes, it could, and then again, it might not. You know, it's not that simple to say that by winning the league cup. Therefore, mm. Celtic's domination is at an end. You can spin it anyway, Alex. Yeah, because you, you could say that if it were to happen, um, yeah. I mean, Craig might be right, yeah. but also might give Celtic a kick up the backside Absolutely. and they go and splash out in January as a result. So it would be tough to predict. It's, it's very difficult to say, Gordon. What I can say from more experience is uh, when I got to Rangers, Alec McLeish said to us, We have not beat Celtic the year before in any, any of the games here. And it was important to try and get uh, silverware to get that belief and, and more importantly to get that win. The psychology of Rangers winning that would be a massive boost to Rangers believing because you have to believe and you say it, tangible success oh. that they can then kick on. You do you cannot legislate how Celtic will react to that, Hugh. No. But what I'm saying is there will be a belief within that Rangers squad that they can go on and win the league on the back of that if they manage to get I the think, result. And I've always said, if Celtic get to the January transfer window and Rangers are on top of the league, Celtic will go in big time. Uh, to try and redress the balance because Peter Lawwell knows as much as Dave King knows that the title is the Holy Grail. Craig, we're going to have to leave it there, but blame Hugh and Alex for being so far behind on the teaser uh, and give us a call back <laughs> sometime. We can we can pick it up. You've got three answers to get and not long to get them. Um, 
Oh, that's not really the, the response, response I was hoping yeah, for. No, no, I do understand. I but you've, you've got one Celtic one to get. Aidan McGeady. No. Uh, so if we're talking Scots, we usually mean football nationality. Oh, right. But interestingly enough, <laughs> b- not not born here, but played for Scotland. Chris Common. Yes. Oh. Right now to the two hard ones. Who else won a League Cup? In terms of, I mean, Commander. No, but there was yeah, a, but it wasn't them. They Huge day in their history. Small team from the Highlands. No, Ross Inverness, County. Cali. Ross County. Yes. Which Scots? Who scores all all of Ross County's goals over the years? Billy McKay. He's not Scottish, I don't think. Oh. The um, other one. Legend at Ross County. Uh, we Robbo. Oh, still there at the moment. Michael oh, Gardine Yes no, Michael, Michael Gardine, Gardine. Uh, What about Hearts That St Mirren game So St Mirren won it Stephen Thompson scored But who scored it I think it was a double For Hearts actually uh, all... Position Give me a position oh, he, was, he was everywhere But he also played For Air United As well I'll need to tell you Time's up no, no, initials, nah, initials. RS Quick 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 Ryan Stevenson You missed That's your chance Thank on. you very much Stay where you are Stephen Mill is up next Gordon DL And Roger Hanna Joining me tomorrow From 6 One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.